that you meet. All right. So, Warren, if you can fade us out so we can get started. We'd like to welcome y'all to another episode of Tech Beasts and Bites with Digital Grass and World Famous House of Mac. I am Michael Hall, and I'm with my co-host and the president of Digital Grass, Latoya Sturb. Let's give her a round of applause for Latoya. Thank y'all. That means clap. Okay. Just in case we weren't communicating. But more than anything, we just want to let y'all know for we see a lot of new faces today. I'm sure y'all are here for our special guest and other people are here for the 420 life. But um, Tech Beats and Bites is about technology, the music industry, entertainment, and bites are about the food that teaches serving and the food in Winwood Yard. But uh, bites is also about bites of knowledge and information that we like to share with the community. Um, we figured the best way to do this is we pose it as a date party, an event, and then we just drop knowledge on y'all, and y'all like, damn, I learned something while I was drinking. Yeah, um, those random conversations at the bar. So today, we have the honor of having Skriller from Maybach Music Group. But Absolutely. As Ross said, this kid has next up. Yeah, definitely. He did say that about you. So won't you just Yo. tell us what led Ross to saying that you was next up? Hard work. <laughs> That's what it takes, hard work and no dedication. Sleep. No sleep many days, like, in the studio out working him. Whoa. In the studio, out working the boss himself. Boss well, that's me. what you got to do. You hire people that's working harder than you, that got more talent. So, I mean, if you want it, you know, especially in this music industry, because, you know, it don't come easy. You know, I got the opportunity to be in Ross' house, you know what I'm saying? Living in the 100 room mansion. Mm. Waking up every day, you know what I'm saying? Going to the studio and working. But I had to get up and beat him to the studio in order for him to say that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You can hear me now? There we go. Absolutely. You got to talk. Come on, man. You know all how right. to do it. You, you, you I'm going to grab the mic. I ain't got a problem doing that. Just come yeah, up into it. Nah, you know. it's already hot. I can't get too close. <laughs> <laughs> it is hot. But see, this is this is that, this that, that Miami. This is that humbleness. We, we wanted to put you in the heat, make you remember where you came from. Because you are from Florida, right? What part of Florida are you from? I'm from Hollywood, Florida. Okay. So not too far up the street. And with some Caribbean background, right? Bahamian. Absolutely. One time for the Bahamas. Of course. One time Nassau. Y'all from the Bahamas. Acklands. All right. Freeport. Eight Rock. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. You already know. <laughs> Home team. Yeah. We, we here. Yes. It wasn't a random shout out. She was right. shouting out for real. Right, right, right. <laughs> so one of the things I want to know, um, and for somebody that might read up on you, they gonna, if they Google you right now, the main thing they're going to see is, of course, your epic conversation that you had with the Breakfast Club with Charlamagne. Mm -hmm. I think, did you actually come up there with a wheel? Did you get out of a wheelchair to do that interview? Nah, he, okay. I, I was walking. You was walking at that yeah, point? I was walking. So if y'all don't know the story, uh, 33, I mean, 33 AK-47 bullets were held into the car that you were in, and 11 of them hit your side, and you were able to walk away from that. So uh, you uh, already have a story to tell. 11 hit the door, 17 hit the windows. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I so at that very moment, I'm just curious, because I just want to get this part out. What was you thinking at that very moment, man? I wasn't thinking. Everything just was in slow motion. Mm. I couldn't hear nothing. I just seen everything. Mm. Real life matrix, right? Yeah, real life matrix. Slow motion. I seen the glass fragments. Wow. Yeah. And I just, I noticed in some of your music and um, brief conversation, man, you had, you got a lot of soul to you, man. You like, seem like you got an old spirit. You like a lot of soul music. I know you was working with Anthony Hamilton. Um, heard some of the samples. And I know even Rick Ross in his last album, he had a lot of soul music in there. Just... How does that, does that passion and that soul transpire to your music? Is that what's leading you in that direction? Most definitely, but for me, 
you know, I, I'm, I'm a child raised by my grandma. So if anybody out there that was raised by their grandmother, you know, your grandmother always played those songs that was in her time. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I was raised on the Johnny Taylors and Miles Davis and Otis Reddins and, you know, all, all the dope people, Peggy Scott. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that was signed to Stacks and then right. they was over at Motown. You know, okay. all of them. I was on everything. So infusing that, that feel, that vibe into your music is important. It feel good to me, so when I hear it, especially like just certain in, in, um, instruments, mm -hmm. it, it draw me to it closer. So when I hear it, I, I attack it immediately. Yeah, so do you go into that with the production of your songs? You want to sort of pull in that instrumentation and allow most, that most vibe. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So what makes, what's your secret sauce? You know, we're at an age in music where a lot of people sound the same. Tell us what makes you Skrilla. My delivery, you know what I'm saying? My thought, my whole thought process is just, okay. it's just different from this day and age. You know, I, I can do the other stuff, but Money. I just choose to be different. I want to be different. Okay. I mean, so you got the delivering, you got the music, and I think it seems like you also have a passion just for the music you used to listen to. I mean, besides that tying you to your grandmother, but it seems like you're really knowledgeable about what you're listening to also. I, I listen to pop, Scarface, BG. No, I grew up, I grew up in the hot boy era, but I was mm -hmm. in, mostly okay. influenced by pop. Okay. By Tupac, that was my biggest influence. Nice. Know what I'm saying, you know, and I always looked at him as a, a self-educated brother, so I always wanted to have that 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 same sturdiness about myself. Just you know, just just being witty. You period. see, do you see yourself as the transition to getting us away from this mumble rap where it's no substance? Do you think we're that that savior that we need to get us back to some real music? Possibly, possibly. I mean, I know that's a I lot of pressure, music, but, but y'all know we're recording this, so he said he was going to do it, so he's saving us because I'm tired of this garbage. I mean, it's not even that it's just garbage. I understand there's the basis of creativity, and you have youth, and people will deliver their voice of how they want to, but like, um, you know, we were almost going to do this segment, and it's like the things I'm mad about. And uh, one of the things I'm mad about right now is that Joey Badass album isn't getting no pub. And his America album has a lot of stories to tell. So it's, I seem, sometimes it seems like real artists are, not even real artists, artists that have a message to deliver are getting overlooked. My, my, my personal opinion about that is like people want to see the artists. You know, and you know, we human, it's only 24 hours in a day, we can't be everywhere. Right. But when you got dope music, you got to be a lot of places to promote it to as well. I'm saying, like, I like Joey Badass, but I don't see him many places. It's very true. You think he's no. been silenced, maybe? Uh, <laughs> my, my, my younger cousin is Denzel Curry. Okay. So, you know, he has a he has a following. He's everywhere, you know. He doesn't do the mumble rap, but he has an underground movement, but he's everywhere that's attacking his fan base. Right. So does a lot of that play into, like, who your team is and, like, right. who you have on your team? No, it, it plays a, you as a person first because right. your team... It's just the body, you the head, so your team can't think without you. So if Absolutely. you're not a boss, how your team going to be boss players? Right. You know? Right. And we saw for this event, you did your team, y'all went really hard about getting it out there and everything like that. So is that your approach? Are you really into, like, grassroots promotion? Really I'm hands-on with, with everything. People? Videos, everything, pictures. Yeah. I, I want to be a part of everything. I'm nosy. I was about to say, I think, like, he reposted and Absolutely. about 20 people from his team reposted it. Instagram was just blowing up, so... Congratulations for that, but I mean, like you said, you can't you can't force worth ethics. You either have it or you don't. So it seems like the energy that transpires from you, you're pushing that same energy onto your team. Exactly, and, and they'll tell you if anybody lazy around me, I get on them quick. Shut it Is down, it, right? You with the business or you're not? We trying to get rich, you know. So I wanted to ask you a question. You're you're on this journey, and most of the time, people. 
when they become successful, you only talk about the success. Sometimes we miss the aspect of talking about the struggles and the trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. um, what were some of the hardest things you went through, I guess, like the last three years as you were like taking this journey? The first one is uh, being shot. Of course, yeah. I mean, that could be kind of hard. Never never experienced that, but I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, the first one is being shot. Um, the second one is just just trying to convince people that you dope. Mm. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Like, for a long time here in Miami, you know, I've I was I've been on the underground scene for a while, so as as a person that was doing music, I always felt like, felt like as if, lyrically, I was the dopest. Mm -hmm. But my message wasn't getting across, you know what I'm saying? Because it was hard to reach out to people. So when you when you trying to reach out to the big dog, you gotta go through the little guys first. And sometimes those guys would be, you know, just like a fork in the road. They just, you never get around them. So in the studio with Jay-Z and being able to talk to Hove, what was his response and how was that feeling to be able to have that conversation with him? Like the, did he have like that aura, you know, like they talk about how when Rick James come into a building, it's like a little glow around him like Prince. Like, <laughs> did, did Jay-Z have that aura to you when he came in? You was like, damn, I'm actually about to talk to Hove. I was nervous at first. I was right. just, I was just chilling. I was like, damn, that's Hove. <laughs> and then Ross sitting next to him, I'm like. I'm with whole Van Rocks. <laughs> Wait till I tell my homies. <laughs> I mean, that's a story to come back to. I mean, I can just imagine that that feeling of like it was it was I'm crazy because I'm 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 still spaced out. You got to understand, I'm just a kid from the projects, mm -hmm. you know. So for me, just to get up and just travel the world, and then next thing you know, one day I'm in the studio with Jay Z, and I don't have no idea why I'm here. I just know it's God's blessing. I just mm -hmm. gotta just embrace it, man. Question. Go ahead, Bueller. sir. Question, Skrilla. What's brother. up, bro? So, as a brother that appreciates classic music, knows the old school with the new school, what can you as an artist do to bridge that gap that we are seeing? Like, we, we really see a big gap growing between, you know, your, your classic golden age artists with your new artists and just the whole understanding of, you know, that th those two worlds. What can, what can you do and what can overall artists do to bring that together? Talk to me. Honestly, uh, me as a as an individual, all I could do is keep making dope music. But to bridge that gap is entertainment. We all know entertainment is to enter and detain. You understand? So when it enters, it, it detains your mind and your spirit. So kids and the adults, they be attracted to it. So it sounds good because it's over and over. It's re very repetitive. Yeah. Mm. So when they go to the club, they hear it over and over and over again. So I think to bridge that gap, it would have to be the radios and the DJs. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's more than just the artists because all we, do is make, all we do is make music. That's a good answer. You know, we make music, Word. but I, I hear songs that... That got five words in it, and it got 30 million plays, and I don't know what the hell going on. Very true. I'm, I'm confused. You know, it's funny you say that because it reminds me of a comment uh, somebody made where they was like, uh, music is the only universal language that enters your soul, whether it's warranted or not. Um, you can listen to a, a song where you don't even understand. It can be a song in a different language, but the beat and the tone and everything will carry to you. So I agree with you. It's the, it's the energy we want to put out. But one of the initial comments you made was about outworking people. And um, reading up and learning a little bit about you, I heard you made 237 songs, my dude. That was in six months. 237 songs in, in six, six months. months. Mm. I got, I got, I'm, well, I'm at like 504. No, I'm at 500 now. Yeah. No, that, that drive crashed. 
the I'm drive a, crash? One drive crash for like a thousand songs. Wow. And then my new my new drive got like I always told myself I want to have more songs than Tupac. So I, I was about to say I think yeah. you might be there. Exactly. I got him. I, I got think him. you got. Him. I got more songs than Ross too. Y'all tell him I said that. <laughs> <laughs> but so what drives that? What drive? What's what inspires you to really just get in there? Are you pulling from your stories? Are you pulling from stories that you've seen? I can't write. I can't rap about nobody else. It's all you. Yeah. It's, it's just what I vision. You know what I'm saying? I've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. I've been through a lot, and for me to still be sane and be able to even be sitting here. Talking. Here, talking yeah. is just, you know, it's dope to me. But my vision is very clear. Yeah. Very, very clear. And how did it sort of transition for you from, because you were a really great high school football player. Right. You had a situation, then you got into being an MC. Talk a little bit about that transition. Was that a mental sort of transition? What did that feel like? Um, I was already rapping in high school. I think I used to play my CDs for the team. And my coach, coach would come in the gym, like, turn that off. <laughs> but I always been an MC. Like uh-huh. I, I always been rapping forever. So it was already in you. It was already in me forever. Yeah. What position you played? Running back. Running back. Yeah. I was dope. You was <laughs> dope all around. <laughs> I was real dope. Matter of fact, they used to call me Iron Man. All right. Okay. Yeah. So we got to ask you this question. Um, I ought to make you exclude one just in case, but we need to know. Who's your top five, dead or alive? My top five? Top mm-hmm. five. You're going to put me on the spot. Absolutely. On the spot. On the spot. Recording, restream it. We're going to cut this segment out, so answer wisely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> answer wisely. No, this is my Barry White. Crazy. <laughs> we didn't say top five rapper. We just right. said top five, dead overall. or alive. Overall. True. Overall. My top five. Yeah. Period. Period. Well, you got a lot of help from the side. Yeah. That's my cousin. That's my first cousin. <laughs> okay. Cousin, know him. I heard you say Barry White, right? That's one. Isaac Hayes, it sounds like. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just be honest. Okay, here you go. He's going to do it. Give go. it to us. Pop. One. Hove. Two. Okay. Nas. Three. Big. Four. And nobody might not agree with this, but BG was a very influential person on me. So... You don't have to Shout justify it. Between BG and Trick Daddy, I just got to give it like that. Okay. You got I'm some amen over there you on know, the BG. I'm from the South, so... <laughs> Absolutely. You, you, you got to understand that that influence for me was just... It just made it just turned me up to a, another level. Yeah, tell baby to go put some some money on that commissary <laughs> for him, man. <laughs> but on the Nas tip, um, in the New Times interview that you did, you talked about Nas gave you some really poignant advice. What was so important about what Nas told you? They didn't get all the information. It was uh. Oh, well, go Nas, ahead and break it here. It was Nas, Ghostface, Raekwon. Noriega. Okay. It's like a Mount Rushmore conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, we, we was at an event and, um, on South Beach or whatever, you know, and we was in the club and, you know, we talked for like maybe like two hours. That was on South Beach and then I ran it to Nas again in L.A. with Ross. But, you know, the conversation was just about me being a dope MC and mm-hmm. understanding that everything comes with it and don't chase it, you know what I'm saying? Just embrace it. Mm. Just embrace the moment. That's all. Mm. But I had some dope conversations, though, with all of them. All of them. We're going to assume that's off the record. We'll talk about that over drinks. So uh, we know you don't really like beer. You you were able to stomach a little bit of the Black Moses. But no, what? it's dope. That, I appreciate well, that. It's dope. Endorsement? Um, yeah. So <laughs> Now he got to say the full so you, you love our beer. You got to say I love it. Even though he was We're going to talk business later. What, what is your drink of choice? My drink of choice? Um, Hennessy. 
It, it got to be Hennessy. Like, we get to the studio, we always got bottles of Hennessy. We got multiple bottles of Hennessy. Multiple we need to get bottles. A, we need to get a contract from Hennessy because we're getting that response a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it, it's not even... It just made me feel good. And I'm the type of artist I see... I see... I don't know about a lot of people, but I see music in colors. So when I close my eyes and I got that Hennessy in me, the colors get even brighter. Oh. Sounds so Hennessy like illuminates your experience. Yeah. Oh my God, it's beautiful. full color. I'm imagining that in a verse somewhere. Right now, right. I heard on I for, I don't know which album it was, but track three, there's some dude that makes macaroni and cheese or something that you shouted out, Chef Teach. Um, her Teach had a little a little representation, a cameo and a track on one of your tracks. Tell us about that. I I don't know if Teach I don't know where Teach went. Teach, teach, teach in the back. In the teach back. always teach in the, the back, back working on I, his phone. It was, it was an um, event right off this road right here, maybe last year before I went on tour. I don't know what event was, and I had got the truffle mac. And I turned around and I told my manager, what the hell is that? <laughs> like, who <laughs> what cooked is this? this? Yeah, who cooked this? All and right. he was like, big teach. And I, and I just self-noted that. Was that teach? I, teach, was that when you were at, uh, over there by Winwood, Winwood Brewery? Box Elder, one and, of them. And I got the mac and cheese, and I, I just self-noted that. And um, I was doing this track called God's Playground. Um, shout out to the homie Currency. And I was doing my verses, and I was like, big teach and meat on my DNA. Mm. Cook a brick and lay it just like a Frito-Lay. You know, I was just, just okay. thinking dopeness, you know what I'm saying? And, and teach was just that, that inspiration of just a cooker. Because I had to think about a dope chef. I didn't just want to give Chef Gordon Ramsay, and I ain't never met him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I pay homage to a certain type of people. Right. You know what I'm saying they got to have a certain level of success and influence to me for the, for me to even mention them because I can't mention anybody because a lot of people weirdos to me. And just to hear you talking about currency, that's kind of a matchup because he got real soulful music too. I remember when I first. The homie him. dope. He yeah. dope. Homie dope. So uh, we got a couple of minutes uh, for Q and A real quick. Do we got any questions for the audience? I mean, it's a busy man, so we can't keep him too long. Yeah. But while we're waiting for some people to come up, give us one of your craziest on-tour stories. Oh, she went there. She asked you, too. That was from a female. You yeah. got to answer now. Tell the you truth. You know, people just like to speculate about what happens the on craziest, the road. Got to give us one. The yeah. craziest? Oh. Oh. This should be We was in Connecticut. Uh, the Patriots just won a Super Bowl. So the city was crazy already. So it was crazy. And, um, Grump. He had this big old Magnum bottle of Bel Air just spraying the crowd and he turned around and sprayed me right in the face. <laughs> and right through the champagne, I just see Ross turn around and just throw up. I was like, oh. <laughs> I said, you all right? He said, yeah, I never threw it before. I said, oh, man. Welcome to the club, brother. <laughs> right, new that, experience. That was a crazy moment. That was a crazy moment. I so, got other crazy stories, but I'm going to just keep that to myself. We understand. Protect yourself. Plead mm-hmm. the fit. Yeah. How do you feel... And just one of the final questions, because um, we seem like everybody just want to listen. Ain't nobody asking you questions. So with technology, do you feel in your career was technology an assist? And how did you use technology to your advantage while advancing your career? I mean, technology made the world go around. I mean, what were some of your biggest things? Was it like what were some of the best tools that you used to help advance your career? Pro tools. <laughs> I know how to work the whole system. Okay. I, I was one of those kids that I didn't. I ain't asked nobody for nothing, so I could record myself. I, I could do everything. I take the camera from my cameraman. 
if I feel like it. So that's the biggest difference. You learn how to make sure if you were in a position, you never had to depend on anybody never, else. Never, never. I can do everything by myself. I don't need no help. You drop me off in the forest with two sticks and a lighter. Mm. And I'm good. That reminds me of Prince when Prince recorded his whole album and Warner Brothers was like, you know you got to get a band, right? You can't be on stage playing all the instruments. Prince, dope. It was a dope forced guy. forced him to have R. a band. To the king, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were, I had seen Prince and... Um, we, were, we we Ross was talking to him, and I guess one of his guys came out, and the dress code wasn't right, and he went off like a firecracker. I was like, "Oh my God, he got to make sure everybody in his entourage is dressed to the T." Like that's how he was. He was a dope guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mysterious and crazy as hell. Yeah. Well, look, uh, he told you his drink of choice. Oh, I'm sorry, Flocka. Come on, come on. We got one question from DJ Flocka. Come over here. You all right? <laughs> Alright, so the question I want to know is when it comes to when you're making recorded music, when it comes to picking beats, what do you look for? What inspires you? How do you know when you found the right track? In the beats, I look for just certain instruments that 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 that's that that's so like I like the Spanish guitar, I like the the electric guitar, I like the organ, a couple other I like like real soulful samples. Sometimes I don't do to I don't like the samples too much, but if it's dope, I'm gonna do it. But I like I like the original people that create from scratch. You know what I'm saying? I like originality. I think we had just talked about that last week about mm -hmm. people the, the the artistry of being a musician. Yeah, the craftsmanship versus yeah. just oh, now y'all want to ask. All, oh, my, my, my producer Jay Manifest is a dope guy, man. Ten minutes ago That's to good. ask questions. Oh, come on, let's get it, bro. It's fine. Let's get it. Come on up. Hey yo, you know Nas is my. I'm gonna put you on in a song, and I want you to tell me which song it was. If you, See, you're going too far now with me. If you real nice. <laughs> I got too much data in my brain. <laughs> hey, yo, sit back, relax, catch a contract, sip the contract. Hold on, hold on. Is this a question? Is this a question? It's trivia. It's top dollar. In fact, touch miles, and I'll react like a Rottweiler. Okay. I'm gonna let you. Did yeah. you get that? Affirmative action. Cool. <laughs> he, just wants, he just really wants to rap in yeah. front of everybody. No, but, no I got too much data. Form real quick. I got that way was cool, too much we'll data. We'll appreciate Peace, that. my brother. I ain't seen this brother in a minute. What's up, brother? What's up? What's up? Go ahead. Uh, music is often influenced by your life experiences. How has your music changed since after being shot at? Mm. My music changed since after being shot at. I was just in the project yesterday. <laughs> I, I don't know my cousin's song. I don't, I don't think it changed too much. It just it opened my eyes more, but you know what I'm saying. It just gave me the ability to dig deeper. You know what I'm saying. But just being shot is, you know, by me knowing the fact that I cheated death is the craziest thing that you could ever imagine. But just getting shot, it burned. Like other than that, I don't want to know nothing else about getting shot. Mm. But you know what I'm saying. Like I could dig deep. Regardless with or without the gunshot wound. Yeah, but I so got, did you change aspects of your business or your team after the situation? I changed the way I travel, like the way we yeah. move around. Like, I got shot in the car, so when I um when I when I started getting in vehicles again, I was just like paranoid. So I always I'm always checking my rear view mirror. Alternative you know even though it wasn't for me. I want to make that clear, so I ain't no mm -hmm. troublemaker. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I got. I'm a, I'm a very, very, very blessed kid. Bad place, bad time? Yeah, just right place, bad time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I was working. We got another one. Cute. Hello. Nice to meet you. How you doing? Um, my question is, we, 
tech, this is called Tech Beats and Bites. I've gone to a lot of music conferences, a lot of music events. We have a lot of wannabe rappers and entertainers out here, but I never see them at the events that will help grow them. So I'm wondering, what do you think we can do to help get that word out to them so that they can really grow? If you're saying you want to be an entertainer, you know, this is a place that you should be to learn from an entertainer. Mm. I'm going to say this with very much confidence. Sounds like a closing remark right here. <laughs> yeah. Cue the music, DJ. I'm from, I'm from a place that I don't think anybody want to be from. <laughs> right. I just had to throw it in there. No, just no, no, that was honestly. good, though. And, you know, I lost a lot. I lost a lot. And if I, if I sit here and tell everybody my story, they oh, but I don't want that. But I think it's okay. these guys out here, they don't want this. They, 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 they been influenced by a lot of things that they never been through. I'm saying they sit, sit at home and they, they be on the internet and they watch movies and come back and rap about it. That's what they do. Opposed from a person that really been out here and been through the life struggles, you know what I'm saying? I watched my daddy flatline. I lost my son. My brother died in the same month. It's, you know, they they never been through that, so they won't be able to channel that. So they get out here and they just they they rap about everybody else's lifestyles and they and they scared of this because when it's time to come here, they don't have a real story to tell nobody. Mm. So they stay away from this. This this right here. This in the physical. They live in the fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, that was actually. Uh much more complex answer than I expected, but I think, yeah, I don't, I don't really have nothing to say. I think we're just going to let it go with that one. Ross, Ross came to my projects. He's saying I control the whole community just off relationship and just being a good person. So when he's seen that, he like, I never yeah. seen so a one person with so much power at your age. How old are you? Young. <laughs> like 22 and a half? 19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think one of the best things uh, and why I appreciate you being here is uh, from the basis of communication. We have a question? Okay, hold on one second. Uh, from the basis of communication, I think it means a lot for somebody to be able to have the dialogue and the intelligence that you're showing by still telling the true story. Right. You have some people that put stereotypes onto rappers to be like, well, if he's from the projects, he can't have this type of intelligence right. or he must be or respond this way. Or he can't versus, be articulate. Right. You're just dealing with your circumstances right. and your intelligence has allowed you to make the best of them. And all you are is a storyteller. You, you're, you're still a poet, just like Pac said. You're right. just a poet. You just use music to emphasize your poetry. You know what I did? Like, shout out to all of the, the independent women out here. I'm saying, you know, all y'all queens or whatever. And, you know, the women are the most powerful thing of our universe right now. You yes. Know, in our time. So when I see that as a as an individual, I always want to empower myself so I can have an intellectual conversation just with just the general public and anybody else. I'm saying so the way I think is just on a different scale. Like I honestly I think 88% of the world crazy. I would say what a shot of Jack Daniels my interpretation was <laughs> I talk smart because I need to have a smart intelligent conversation with a beautiful black woman. That's what I got from that but nah. <laughs> <laughs> I talk smart because I, I, I want to educate myself. When I see them doing The more you learn, the more you know. But when you see up. everybody else on a, on a certain scale, you want to be there too. And level you, up. Yeah, never you, get some, level. you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You don't want to be that or the dumbest. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You don't want to be right there. All right. Last question, guys. Go ahead. Uh, my name is Uncle. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, 
Go ahead. Aaron. Well, my question is, as a producer, do you have an email that we can send beats to from a young producer like myself, local, growing up in Miami? Think you need to go nope. talk to his cousin and make that happen. Nah, my, my manager's safe somewhere. Okay. Shampoo the guy right there. Safe? You see the guy with the red hat and the floral shirt? Yeah. He'll give you an email. Awesome. Just right. make sure you send. Because, you know, I get a lot I heard, of... I heard what you were saying. That's why I, I'm going to tell you this. I, I get a lot of producers be like, you know, rap to my beat, and they get angry. You know what I'm saying? But you got to work hard. You got to work just as hard as the next man. Definitely. So if you if you influenced by somebody, you, that's your competition, not the, the people that's around you. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if, that, if you influenced by some, I, if you send me beats, I plan for Ross, I plan for Meek, I plan for Jay Z. If it's if it's suitable for him, you know what I'm saying? Just break me off in the back end. All right, let's get it. <laughs> that was right. some good closing advice. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. So let's give him a, a round of applause for Skrilla as we prepare for our next guest. Thank you, my brother, for coming out. We really appreciate you. Um, if you want to talk about hip and cannabis, though, you could stay around and we'll bring you back on our Ooh. closing. Yeah, exactly. Just get a drink and chill out yeah. for a little bit. We nah, got some... <laughs> I don't smoke them drug-free, guys. Absolutely. Can't put stereotype on rappers. <laughs> so, uh... I'm sorry. We're going to go to the next segment, guys. Can't do it right now. It's not there. I'm not... <laughs> the focus is <laughs> So, um... Y'all still out there? We still with you? Do y'all need to take a break to get a drink? Y'all okay? I see you. Thank you, Shorty. Thank you for the show. I appreciate the enthusiasm. Everybody else just dead right now. Y'all all right? Is it? All right. Fade us back in, DJ. DJ Self Warren, can you fade us back in? Fade us back in. Each time we Oh. You don't know about that, that real music right there, there. Got him. Let's see how we gonna make this work. Let's fade it out. We gotta go real fast, up on. Let's turn the music off. Let's get to this. This rain too shall pass. Yes, yes. We can make it through the rain. But can you stand the rain though? Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm gauging it. I'm trying to look up. Where's that cloud going though? All right. Let's go ahead and get rolling. So. Uh, we're back with Tech Beats and Bites, uh, part two of the day. And um, everybody always used to ask us this anyways due to the name of our company. Exactly. We're fulfilling the need. Yes. So with everybody coming to Digital Grass asking us if we will be getting into the green industry, we thought, why not better Voila. than to have the conversation about hemp and Cannabis 420 legislation. We thought we would just bring up a panel of experts so everybody can quit asking us. Because Digital Grass is about the community, but it's just not that kind of grass that we try. Yes. But if anybody wants to buy that domain name when it comes time, and you can't sell it that way, (laughs) domain will will be up sale for $20,000 plus some shares into the company. (laughs) Too low, too low. (laughs) We'll take the shares, though. We'll make it work on the back end. So... It's too many of y'all up here yeah. for me to be able to remember all that. Um, call me a bad host or whatever, but no. But truthfully, I want to give you guys a chance to introduce yourself. So if you could, um, brief introduction, because we got a lot of questions to ask you. Just your name, your company, and what brought you out today? 
I'll start. I'm Cheryl Murray Powell. I'm a cannabis law attorney. I recently uh, moved to Minority Law, so Michael Minority is my senior partner, and I'm of counsel. Um, I'm also general counsel for Minorities for Medical Marijuana. I'm general counsel for Patients with Patients. Um, I'm also a distributor for Green Roads World, so I've got my own company called SMP Distributors. I am a radio personality. Um, I co-host a show called Cannabis Life Radio every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. So you can find us on Facebook by looking up Cannabis Life or listen to 8.50 a.m. or go on www.cliferadio.com. And finally, I have a magazine that I um, co-own with uh, Bob Riley, who's over there taking video. Uh, High Life Music is, High High Life Magazine is part of High Life Media. Uh, We do video content online, social social media um, stuff. So uh, a lot of different areas, all related to cannabis without me touching the plant. (laughs) All right. Yes, um, and my name is Yuda Way. Uh, My company is called Electric Herbs, and uh, we make a drink called Hemp Laid Tea and uh, other products as well. And um, you can check me out at Hemp Laid Tea Instagram. Uh, We we definitely believe in, uh, not believe, but we know that the herbs are very important to us. So, you know, we're here to give it to the people, you know? All right. Yes. My name is Fabienne Claude. Um, my company is Go Green Fashionista, and I have another company called Higher Frequency. I promote companies uh, that support eco-friendly and that support natural, uh, natural living. And um, yeah, I'm a yoga instructor as well. So when I talk about retreats and do retreats, I uh, talk about cannabis, and I focus on the medicinal and spiritual essence of the plant. All right. Yeah. Should we just jump right into jump it? Jump on in. I think that was a good segue. Yes. So let's get into the difference between weed, 420, hemp, cannabis. Like, there's so many different terms, but truthfully, we want to distinguish weed and hemp. Why don't y'all give us the breakdown for the... For and, the and uses. Yes. Sure. Yeah, so um, cannabis and, and hemp are very similar looking similar smelling, similar tasting uh, plants, but they they have very different uses. Um, Marijuana is a very sophisticated plant uh, as far as the growth technique, and that's what is used for uh, medicinal purposes for the most part, but um, you can also use hemp, but you can smoke marijuana, you can vape marijuana, you can um, you can sublingually ingest oil from marijuana. There are multiple delivery systems. They're both from the can- cannabis sativa plant, um, genus, species, genus species, however, they have different uses, whereas hemp, you know, hemp is used industrial um, more than you would see uh, marijuana. The stalk has purpose, the seeds have purpose, Hemp seed can be used as a protein if, if you grind it. Um, hemp, when planted, can detox soil. Um, you can make building materials out of hemp, paper. Um, basically, everything you see in a room, you can make out of hemp. Rope, um, clothing, uh, textiles, shoes, um, um, also CBD. So I mentioned Green Roads World as a company that I represent as well as I supply their, their product. They take CBD through uh, an isolate and they mix it with a, they formulate it in their lab. You're doing this for the beginners. 
CBD, oh, so you got you to gotta explain yeah, those things. Cannabidiol. So it's a, uh, a nutrient, let's say, out of the... Um, the hemp plant uh, and, and other it's it's present in a lot of different plants um, hold on before you continue Mr. Hemplate she just yes. broke all that down yeah are you agreeing with everything she said so far are we in agreement? 1000% okay I just like want to make sure and then Got we want to hear from you why you use hemp for your product but let's yes. continue with the definition no I, I'm going to pass on um, but I was just going to say there, there are over 50,000 uses for hemp um, and the different 50, parts 50,000 uses for hemp as far as uh, from an industrial perspective from a, um, a nutrient perspective Selfborn wanted to know what's the top three uses for hemp he told me that teach. oh t- yeah top three I would say CBD <laughs> is, and I'm not is calling number teach, one I'm CBD is number one because if you can uh, infuse it in your food um, you can um, use it as sublingu- sublingually as drops CBD has been found to be more um, more effective against ADHD than Adderall, um, break up cancer tumors. Um, it's an anti-inflammatory where um, soldiers in Israel, um, when they have a head injury, they're given uh, CBD so that they can recover um, faster. Church. So there are so many different uses for it. Uh, I think CBD is the top one. And then I would say the next one would be fabrics and textiles for clothing. And then beyond that, I would say um, probably building materials. Um, hempcrete, it, uh, uh, building made out of hempcrete is um, flame resistant. It's mold resistant. It's inexpensive to produce. So um, there are a lot of beneficial uses for the hemp plant. Yeah. Wow. Also tell them how CBD is self-regulating and how it'll never let you OD off of marijuana. Absolutely. I, I, marijuana and, and uh, CBD are, you, there are zero fatalities. You can't overdose me. from it. So that's. I just wanted to applaud, applaud that real quick. Um, we actually use CBD for addiction recovery as well. So people who are um, addicted to opiates, they give them CBD and they're getting weaned off um, their opiates. And then they have a, a, a better hold on, quality hold on, of hold on, life. Hold on, hold on. So we, we got to have that conversation real quick. Yes. So you have a drug that they're trying to make illegal. Right. That can help regulate. It's not a drug. Drugs are man-made. It is natural. So we have a herb. I just want to throw that in there. Okay, so we have a herb that (laughs) is natural (laughs) that they're trying to regulate because of the cash flow to control a man-made problem from opioids that they now want to give sympathy to because it's reached a certain different demographic. Yeah, it's uh, it's the golden rule. The he who has the gold makes the rules, and it's it's all about money and finances. And big pharma is the biggest opposition to legalization. Um, hemp got coupled in with um, with marijuana when it was uh, when it was made illegal, yeah. just based on the fact that plastic um, was present. Plastic um, came into being, and then it was a competitor as far as ropes and things like that. So this is what we're gonna have to do, guys. Pause, yeah. Can y'all still hear us back there? A little bit? Need to turn it up just a little bit? Can we turn it up just a little bit? All right. We do know one thing, filming in the rain, rain is loud. So uh, if you guys can, just lean into the mic a little bit more and talk up so they can hear you. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Is it just the other guests you can't hear? I'm still talking to you guys out there. Oh, okay. Nigga here. Perfect. All right, cool. 
Awesome. But before we get into the unpacking about the, the differences between it and, and why it's attracting so much heat and why there right. is a focus on the cultural aspects of it. Absolutely. Want to sort of dive into Hemp Laid and what made you decide to use hemp to develop a drink? No. Well, um, the reason why I use hemp because, uh, well, first of all, I was using marijuana, man, straight up. I've been I've been selling hemp late for like five years now, and um, it was so it was so awesome to be able to find hemp. You know, when I found hemp, like it felt like I had no limitations because I don't I don't like limitations. I like to give the people I want to I want to be all around the world, and you know they treat marijuana so so harsh. You know we just you know we're gonna smoke the day I die. I'm gonna keep smoking, but I'm just saying though you gotta have outlets and hemp. Hemp was that, you know? Right. And it has so many medicinal properties, it's just crazy. So that's, you know, I just started to use that. And uh, <clears throat> if you're not, if you don't know about hemp, you should educate yourself seriously because this is the new gold, man. This is the new diamonds. It's always been the herbs in general. Just all the herbs have major purpose. And it's good that, that hemp or cannabis can be the forefront for people to have awareness about herbs, period. Yeah. You know what I mean? And tying back into, since you decided to get into hemp, and sort of tying back into getting into the, the prosecution yes. of marijuana and the users and how that's being treated versus opioids. Absolutely. Let's uh, unpack that a little bit. Yes, that, that's the history. Thank you, because so, you know I'm um, real upset about that. We're, we're <laughs> in the times of um, getting past prohibition, and um, we have to, you know, one, we have to give homage to the people who um, have been fighting for decades. One of those organizations is Normal. Um, you see over there that tent where they're doing petitions. That's Normal and Regulate Florida. And um, without groups like them and without those individuals, we wouldn't have Amendment 2 where we're looking at a legalization Path. So that's why it's important that at a minimum you put your signature on a, on a petition. Um, but we'd like to see you volunteer at events like this and, and collect um, petitions. Um, but when we talk about the decriminalization aspect of it, you know, there are a lot of black and brown bodies behind, behind bars as a result of um, the uh, marijuana uh, charges. Right. Marijuana is usually the, you know, the gateway to the prison system. Um, some people may be using it for healing. Young people use it. A lot of athletes use it. And um, people end up in the criminal justice system through marijuana, which, again, should not be considered an illicit substance. It's actually medicine. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about legalization efforts, you know, there's a stereotype about stoners, et cetera, and so on. But we really have to look at how it has how um, prosecution has affected families. Right. Taking um, young males out of homes, young black males out of homes, fathers out of homes, mothers out of homes, and then you have collateral damage such as you know, children not getting the education they want, poverty situations, children being abused physically by family members who are taking care of them when their parents should be taking care of them, but their parents are locked up for a ridiculously um, trivial charge. So, you know, in our quest, uh, Minorities for Medical Marijuana, that's one of the um, organizations I represent, as we talk about, talk to people about the business opportunities, because everybody wants to get on the green rush, everybody wants to make money, they're like, yeah, I want, I want a marijuana business, can but... I, can I stop you right there? Yes. Speaking of that, yes. what are the structures of the taxes and the options to buy into some of these uh, new and green companies that are up and coming? Yeah, the, there, there are a lot of different ways to get into the business area. Um, I usually advocate um, 
looking at ancillary um, businesses such as the ones that I've mentioned that I've gotten into, um, getting into the dispensary uh, area. So, yes, first of all, there's we want to talk the, about. the legislation. The legislation approved five. five. They got about 70 applications. They approved five dispensaries. Two more came on board as a result of lawsuits. We're looking at, as a result of lawsuits, another two. So that's for the entire state right now. There are seven dispensing organizations. Some of them are not even up and running yet. Okay, so help me out with this part, though. Yes. A dispensary opens. I do yeah. understand. I think I understand this much, mm -hmm. uh, just from Vice and Bill Maher and other things. Dispensary opens. Mm -hmm. You can only take cash because by federal law, it's still illegal. So you yeah. can't take a credit card or anything like that. It's a cash-only business. kind of like that. So, okay. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I want sorry. you to fo follow with me. Yes. So now we're taking in cash. Yes. Company is making $1.8 million a year. Mm -hmm. How are you managing the money and where do you place the money since you can't legally put it into a bank and you can't claim taxes on it? because it's actually illegal money. How does that work? So, yeah, so basically the system in this state is a vertical integration system. So, you, and even to get in, you need to be able to grow, extract, uh, extract and process, and um, dispenser, and do the dispensary part. So there's a lot of money required, millions of dollars to even get to the point where you can do that Get the people so this is harder so than starting up a tech company. You got to own the land and everything way, else. Way more difficult, way more competitive, and you're competing with people from across the country, around the world. There are people okay. from Saudi Arabia trying to get into wow. the Florida medical marijuana business. So you say you really, Saudi? Uh, you know, I'm using it as an example, but around the world. I just Canada, thought that was an awesome example. I was just like, whoa. Canada. Well, I, I did talk to someone who's like, I represent Saudis, and they want to get into the business, and I had to give them the same talk I'm giving you as far as how competitive it is. Um, so, uh, with that in mind, when you talk about the cash problem, yes, um, because of it being considered an illicit um, drug at the federal level, um, FDIC-insured banks are not accepting the money. There are some state-chartered state, uh, banks that will... Um, First Green Bank it has dibbled and dabbled, gotten in, gotten out of it. Um, there are some community banks that, that may accept the funds. There are workaround solutions such as e-wallet solutions. Right. Americanics has one. FinCEN has one. Um, so there are some solutions. That creates opportunity. And not to take so, over, my last nerd question to this. Yes. Should Digital Grass start a bank so we can start taking in this money? Yeah, I think uh, what what we're seeing is something equivalent to the rush card. So you know the rush card that's yes. um, exactly. you know yeah. very popular from in, in the rap industry. Et I mean, I think so with blockchain, Bitcoin, and everything Bitcoin, else, yeah. I'm pretty sure we could open up a bank and make this work. Absolutely, there. Thirty percent off the top, you know. So <laughs> there are more competitors getting into that space. So p places where you can bank the money, it is more expensive. So right. you can charge a premium. It's great, appealing business. But you have to create like a closed loop, right. and there's a lot of legal um, uh, nuances in order to do it successfully. And you still could get shut down. You still can have funds frozen. So um, it's a very delicate balance where the the finance is part of it. But there are e-wallet solutions that work really well. Um, a few of them that I mentioned. Um, so uh, there are ways around it. Let's put it that way, where they're not walking around with cash. So the ones that do have cash-only businesses. So I visited a few in Colorado. Um, what the, you know, there's going to be shrinkage. Employees are going to, there's going to be employee theft. There's going to be robberies sometimes. Some right. of them get robbed, some don't. 
you know, they do the whole bulletproof glass, the, you know, armored trucks or, you know, disguised armored trucks. So you just have to be very, you have to think through and anticipate every step. You got to vet your employees really well. You got to, when you're doing the, um, you know, the ones who do the bud tending and when it's harvest season and they're bringing in outsourcers to do that, your outsourcers are seeing everything about your operation, so you got to be careful. Right. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, so sort of touching on, you were you get listed off a lot of the reasons why getting into marijuana is so hard. Right. Is that one of the reasons why you don't necessarily see so many of us in that space? Sort of what's sort of keeping us from okay. being in that space? Because we are a lot of the that's ones great, behind bars. That's a great question. And, and that's something Minorities for Medical Marijuana works on. So if you look at the, the um, marijuana industry, it's about 1% black. So if you use look at the user base. So it's about as bad as diversity and technology. It is. Exactly. It is. very. It need, there's a need for diversity, which is why we exist. Um, so what we do is we make sure we're present where, uh, where we typically haven't been. So I speak all over at all events. I am um, friends with all the advocacy organizations such as Normal, Regulate Florida, so that we invite each other to each other's things. And then once I get it, an entrance into a closed environment, I bring more people who look like me into that environment. So that's one of the reasons. Another reason is cronyism. Mm. So when mm. laws are being uh, developed in each state as it goes legal, state by state by state, that first wave, the people who get licenses typically are friends of the legislators. They're friends of the governor. The, you know, that's the issue. They're in the we, we don't even hear about the first wave. Another issue is the um, propaganda. So in, in African-American communities, especially with our elders, there's the drugs are bad. This is a drug. It's right. a gateway drug. And they have that going through. I went to uh, Texas for the African-American Drug Policy Coalition's um, annual conference, and it's like all old heads. Like, I was like one of the youngest people there. And, you know, this guy came, and he was speaking about legalization, and he's like, yeah, pot, and this is dope. And he's using those words to brainwash the old folks about the fact that... And keep in mind, these are people, these are like civil rights leaders who are running this organization, very influential, and they have money. So he's already tainting the people with the wealth in our community that it's bad, right. it's risky, it's dope, it's hot. You did all this work for your community. Do you want your community to go down by getting in the cannabis industry? Mm-hmm. So then all we get the brainwashed yeah. out of it while other people are getting in. You know so, what, and that's the, I want to tap yeah. into that because we kind of dealt with that just from a microbrewery because mm. you had a lot of people, you know, was talking about prohibition. Right. They're like, you know, what we don't need is another liquor store. And I'm like, but the only companies that sold for billions of dollars last year were craft beer companies. So if it's legal and it's used the right way, why wouldn't we want to get in on the business? And I think right. it's no different than what's and happening now. And if we're consumers, let's consume so we keep the dollar circulating exactly. within the community. It's not like we're going to just stop smoking and stop buying. I mean, right, right. So why but, not make it? But Yeah, and that, just to piggyback on that for Hemplate, how did you going. sort of <laughs> yeah. get into it? Because a lot of us, you know, we wanna, we're entrepreneurs. We want to get into the industry. How did you parlay yourself into the sort of hemp marijuana industry? Before I answer that, can we take a shot of hemp blade? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hold so tell on. us I a little it. bit about hemp blade. Tell us all about your it. Break it down. I'll do it while you're talking. <laughs> Y'all got to come for the DJ. I feel, I'm kind of feeling a little left out back here. Where we at? Well, you're good, King. Like hey, what well, a hemp blade, uh, 
the hemp laid tea that Pour me some right here. Uh, I got you right here. Yeah. I guess Appreciate you, you, brother. I guess you just really got to be. Wait one second. So everybody can hear you. Okay. Turn. I got it right here. I already gave it to the DJ. Oh, yeah, you move. Bro. Good looking out. Yeah, we move fast, man. We move fast. Well, actually, man, it's, it's really, it's about what you want. It's about really doing what you want. You know what okay. I mean? And not having any limitations, like whatever it may be, whatever, what job you may be on, or whatever you're doing in life, you want to do the best. It Love tastes it. good. You know? Yeah, it does. It tastes really good. Yeah. And it smells very aromatic. <laughs> be careful. Oh, libation, excuse me. <laughs> right, pour a little bit for the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This that tonic right here. You need no, this. Really it tastes real good. Real yeah. good. So tell us a little bit about the makeup of it, um, the different flavors. Let, let us know about the product. Well, actually, okay, let's talk about the product. Well, the hemp lay tea is only one original, and, um, and we have agave and honey. Those are the two different, like, uh, okay. flavors. We, we combine them both. Um, it has, we use the hemp root, which we just talked about. The root actually cleanses the soil. And it actually cleanses the air. The, the whole plant is uh, is awesome. You know what I mean. So we use the root. I said if it can cleanse the soil and and keep away the pestilence and all the negative. Imagine what it does for the body. I was just about to ask you, what is this going to do for my body? What besides uh, good for my soul? What is this doing for my body? I had the same question. <laughs> all right, like you say, your food is your medicine. Your medicine, your food. So it's giving you nourishment off top. You know, whatever, whatever the nourishment may be. Whether you have inflammation. Well, the respiratory system conditions. I have uh, seizures in my sleep, actually, so I'm wondering if this will help me with the calmness of my brain. I have sleep apnea and I also have seizures, so will this help me? Deep. Because yeah. I, need, I, need like I need like a case tonight. <laughs> I'll Just give you something for your sleep. I'll give you some CBD. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely, though, man. Like, like she said, man, the, the, plant, the whole plant is good, and it definitely it helps contribute to helping out the seizures and things like that that the hemp plant is awesome man right. it's amazing. That's pretty amazing so you have some other really good ingredients in here too you have burdock root yellow dock root yes. sarsaparilla root ginger root why why did you choose some of those ingredients cloves cayenne uh, well these ingredients are traditional herbs mm. just like hemp and cannabis the thing that was taken you no know, taken away from us to give us so much nourishment so these are traditional herbs we love ginger i don't know too many people that don't really like ginger unless they use too much and it burns whatever but ginger is very good ginger is always great, great. ginger uh, beer is amazing cinnamon you know some people most people like cinnamon uh cloves cayenne you know bird pepper uh and these roots like sarsaparilla root and burdock root these are iron roots so these herbs are very traditional so i i figured there's no you need to go too far off the barrier of using herbs use the traditional ones and um just go from there I, you know you can't go wrong okay so that's why i kind of i put i came with that blend yeah it stopped raining so just in case guys if you have any questions you still have to come up here it's not raining anymore you can come from under the tent but um as a representative in this industry, I know you just sitting over there chilling. I, no, but I'm agreeing with everything because everything is, I know. But what do you find to be some of the challenges of just, I mean, besides the legislation and other legal things you have to go through, what are just some of the challenges that you feel you're going to have to overcome in the next five years as this industry starts to grow? Um, it's the stereotype. All pun intended right there. Yeah, it's, like, it's, <laughs> it's definitely the stereotype um, of what it does. Um, we are, I mean, everybody calls it a drug, and we know, I mean, that the people who are aware, and people, let's be honest, people who smoke it, you know, know that it's not getting you disoriented. It actually brings you into a meditation. 
it brings you into a consciousness mm -hmm. um, that if we are aware of it while we are smoking or intaking it, however you intake it, however you consume it, if you are aware of it in, uh, in a meditative spiritual connection, then it will do what it is intended to do where mm -hmm. people say that we get high and, and we do, it is high for real. And some people say that getting high is, you, don't, you shouldn't say that, you should say something else. But it is definitely that vibration of bringing yourself to a higher vibration when you are smoking or and taking it. Yeah. And it's no surprise that getting high is connected to talking about who else is the most high. Who are we talking about getting close Absolutely. to all the time? It's no, it's no surprise. It, it, it is I, a spiritual. Totally. Exactly. Can we talk about it? Can we talk about it? Can we pontificate yeah. on it? I, I think you already said it. I mean, that's what it is. That is the statement. Exactly. I mean, that's a T-shirt. When you put it on a T-shirt, that's the statement. And it's also like... <laughs> I like that. I like that. Good, good, good. So I, I do that's have a couple of final questions. Um, freedom over weed is, is a thing that I, I want to understand. Um, with the amount of, and we're talking about, of course, the injustice of, um, I would say, sentences and prison sentences and jail sentences, with the amount of black males that have been put into a mass incarceration into the system for things that other people just get a slap on the wrist for, how are you guys taking the approach um, of a product now that's going to make the country billions of dollars? where within some of them, would, it would have happened the day these laws passed, or within months of people going to jail for these very same things that somebody else is profiting from. How are you taking that approach to that balance? Because I could just imagine a mother or a father saying, you guys are making a business off of something my child just got arrested for three days ago. Yeah, we, so, we definitely get accused of normalizing it. Um, but you, you have to think beyond that. So there, there are a lot of victims. There's a lot of injustice. So the most flagrant and um, visible injustice is the prison system. Mm -hmm. um, on, on our radio show, Cannabis Life Radio, on Sunday, we had a judge on this past Sunday, and he's like, I sent 300 people to prison for marijuana. Wow. And then I got sick, and it helped me and cured my my disease. And I'm still here. I was given 20 months to live, and I'm still here. Still here. And now I'm doing can um, doing uh, cannabis retreats at my ranch in Colorado. So that's um, Judge Doug Bench sharing his story. Yeah. That's how you that's how you change things by changing the story. So that's the injustice of the criminal justice system. We just have to speak out about it. Uh, we have to, not just when it affects us. Uh, we need to start serving on jury duty. Like, really? Um, that's like the biggest injustice that we do to ourselves is people always trying to get out of jury duty, and that is relied upon to keep this system going. So voters registra registration, voters education, mm -hmm. um, demand candidate forums, serve on jury duty because it may be your cousin next time or you next time. Um, but the other injustice are the sick people. There's tons of sick people. They're mothers with sick children. I, um, you know, a friend of mine, uh, Jessel, she's always speaking, and um, her son is, is ill right now, and uh, he has Dravitz uh, syndrome, a version of epilepsy severe uh, version and I look at her life I have a five-year-old um, her son's about six and what she has to do to care for her child 
I get tired and I'm like, oh, I got to take Judah to karate and I got to do all this stuff. I got to do his homework. And she would love to just have to worry about doing homework with her son. Cannabis helps her son. She had to fight in addition to taking care of him, going to speak to legislators and at the state capitol in order to change things for other mothers. So um, there, there's a lot of injustice where this is concerned. Um, so like when I hear someone speaking and they're like, Oh, ha, 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 now everybody's going to have glaucoma. I challenge them immediately because that's not the reality of what this is about. It is medicine. We deserve access to it. Uh, And those of you who get it, you need to join the fight. Get with these advocacy organizations. From a diversity perspective, I basically, people in the industry are like, gosh, you have your hands in everything or you got a piece of everything. It's not that. It's about controlling the media. It's about controlling the message. Yeah, absolutely. We have a quick question. Hey everyone on the panel, hey. uh, my name is Gary Johnson and I'm a techie, so building, designing software is what I do. How can uh, technology and software help do um, help your business and help this industry? And what are some opportunities that you guys see for, for this? Good one. Well, I mean, Very hemp, as, as Cheryl was saying, hemp, you, you can use hemp for different uh, things, the technology, I think, technology you mean like building and stuff like that? More like apps. No, more like, basically I think maybe like I mean, for one, I know, Greg, you actually taught me this when we were talking about blockchain. So we got to think about the security of money and the ledgers of the transactions that are going on. So as far as actual technology, software, what do you think are some of the uses of software and tech development that's going to help this industry as it grows? Or even what's existing, because a lot of businesses are popping up. There's a lot of uh, technology in existence, and and, um, our our techies fly under the radar. But, you know, when you're in an industry that is this highly regulated, there's a lot of compliance pieces. So um, there's a company such as Biotrack THC. They do seed to sale tracking. So they track from seeds. Seeds are made proprietary. You track the seed. When it becomes a plant, same tracking mechanism. When it goes out for independent testing, the independent testing facility needs to have the same t- tracking mechanism um, all the way till it gets to the patient and it's sold. You need to know what strain it is, what type it is, what in what form did you sell it? So that's just one example of, of technology. But So you see it as an industry that's going to continue to grow and open up. Oh, it's, it has to. It has to because everybody's, uh, it's so scrutinized. Right. Uh, there's, uh, there's so much attention on it. Security devices, being able to secure watch people. Um, I, was, I had a client that I was talking to as far as um, what their company does currently is they do the security for hospitals where they track newborns, um, you know, so newborns can't get snatched. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, let's put that in a cannabis space where you can track and reduce your shrinkage Image by tracking. Image recognition for plants. It's yeah, called right. Kairos. Absolutely. You can yeah. track, but you can track your employees, and you can also tra- uh, um, track your product. And you, Inventory you can track, management. And you can track your cash. Yeah. You know, yeah. by putting codes or um, inserting things in the bag, oh, right. et cetera, and so on. And so that's that's, hold on, hold on. Has anybody started the tracking of cash with code directly on the the actual the 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 the, the bill itself? The, not, yeah. I haven't come across the that solution, number. but I think again, that's our business. But then you have to think about the, the that's resources. That's good to track the serial numbers, yeah, and you'll absolutely. know whether the money is legal or not. It's right. resource resource intensive, but it depends on the shrinkage problem that you have and how vulnerable you are to it. The 30% markup and you invest in my business to make it. Well, um, we are definitely out of time and we appreciate a great question. Uh, But um, we want to give our panel a round of applause and thank you for coming out. Um, 
guys, we appreciate you making it through the rain with us. And if you guys don't mind, just maybe if you can tell us, we know we have it, but uh, just your Instagram accounts so that they can find you and reach out to you guys. I am not on Instagram. I apologize. I, I am, but I don't even check it. Your business, but, though. But, high but, Life but, is. But, but High Life, oh, yeah, High Life is at... I think it's I think at, high, at High Life. At Matt, high, life. high Life Media, right? Tell me. It's like at High Life Media or... Hi, at High Life Media. Yeah. It's uh, at High Life Magazine. Okay, okay, at High Life Magazine. At High Life Magazine with an S. Also on Facebook, you can look for me, Cheryl Murray Powell. Or um, you can email me at smpesquire at outlook.com. Or approach me, I'll give you my cell phone number. I'm very accessible. All right. Hemplay, give it to us. Um, you can check me out at uh, www.hemplay.com. You know, um, and also you can check out Hemplay underscore T on IG. All right. Uh, thank you. And I am Go Green Fashionista at uh, Instagram. And my website, gogreenfashionista.com, you'll see a lot of stuff that I'll be promoting as far as like cannabis companies and different natural companies, my retreats that I'm doing, um, higher frequency, an event that I do, which is all positive vibes, non-alcoholic, natural vibes. Yes. It's okay. every 11th of the month. Um, and Hemplade. Hemplade is one of the, the representations. So if you guys want to go over there and try some Hemplade, Please Absolutely. do, and you'll good. see some hemp laid on Go Green Fashionista. I met Cheryl, and she's so awesome. I met Cheryl. You're awesome. <laughs> told you, you her about give us... this. This oh. is Hemp History Week, by the way. This is why we're here. Oh. Hemp History Week. Thank you. Yeah. You so we're here to support and talk about it. Yep. Absolutely. Toy, you want to give us a final statement before I close us out? Of course. No, as Fab was saying, Hemp History Week, we learned a lot today. We talked about music. We talked about 420. There's a lot to do. There's legislation that we can get involved in. We had Dwight last week yeah. talking about being an informed voter. We learned a lot today about hemp and why it's so important to get involved and to become an informed voter about it. Oh, one last thing. One last thing. Everybody, the three, say one thing that benefits the human body. THC, CBD. Make Just it one, one word. One thing. One Make word. it plain and simple for fourth grade level reading. Oh, yeah. Um, so CBD, it's, uh, again, an anti-inflammatory. Okay. So anti-inflammatory. It will, if you have any... It, if you have pain, use CBD to relieve the pain and Painkiller. All right. Teach. Pain, heat. Go ahead. One more. Him, what we got? Uh, help kills cancer cells. Cancer Talk cells. All right. One more. Uh, one. Consciousness. Consciousness. All right. Consciousness. Make sure we're... Help you understand each other. So, as yeah. right before we get into our Love song, uh, we want to thank you guys for coming out. This has been another episode of Tech Beasts and Bites at Wynwood Yard with House of Mac and Digital Grass. Uh, we'll catch you next week. All right, then. Until then.